Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into chapter 62, Tyrion 8 of A Game of Thrones. And in the Maester Study, we will be discussing Shay. Yeah. Wow, you know, as I was getting, as we were getting ready for this episode, Sir Ezra, I looked and I said, 62, hold on, that number sounds, what is it about 62? And I was like, oh yeah, there's only 72 chapters. Uh, well, I guess 73 if you count the prologue, but 72 chapters in this book. So we only have 10 chapters of the first book left. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it's just wild, I mean, to think. So we'll be done in around September-ish, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, and we'll, Yeah, we'll be moving on to A Clash of Kings. Yeah, which is an exciting book for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to think. So that took us, what, a little over... A year, a year, and, and we and we stopped for about six weeks, yeah, six, seven weeks during the during the show, right? Okay, right. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I feel I feel like we're making we're going at a better pace than maybe George is going with. Uh, mm-hmm. ob- obviously, much better pace, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, you and I have mapped it out just to get through all the way to the end of what we currently have. We're like, yeah, this is probably like about five years. Uh, six years, something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. Who are we gonna get? Are we gonna f- finish the Dance of Dragons before Gur gets done with the wins, or do you think we'll have wins by then? Uh, I sure hope we have wins by then. But I mean, geez, who who knows? I I really just don't know. He's it could happen. It could. It, he is not the healthiest guy, you know. And I think that's the thing that kind of worries people with it. Maybe he is. I don't. I'm not his doctor, but you know. Or his maester, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm guessing he's just getting up there in years, and I, I worry about him. You know, mm-hmm. all this um, the new show he's working on, and <clears throat> and he's just got so many projects. So and he's got that video game he's working on. So wow, lots of lots of stuff, man. Yeah, jeez. But I don't know. It's exciting though. What we're to to finish to wrap up this. We got some exciting chapters here, which really set us up for the next book. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess there's a little bit of news. There were a ton of Emmy nominations. Did you see those? No. Uh-uh. What's up with that? Okay. Um, so Game of Thrones was nominated for Best Outstanding Drama. Um, and, you know, just a, just a, a bunch of other things. Best Supporting Actress, Leanna Hetty, Macy Williams, uh, Sophie Turner, you know, all, all of those kinds of things. But uh, Kit Harington nominated for, you know, lead actor in a drama series. Yeah. But the really interesting thing is a handful of people were not um, were nominated uh, for su- for supporting actor roles. Yeah. Because um, an HBO didn't submit them to the Academy and they submitted themselves uh, two of which being Alfie Allen, who plays Theon Greyjoy and Gwendolyn Christie, you know, who plays uh, Bran of Tarth. They submitted themselves for yeah. uh, the, the roles and right. they got nominated for, <laughs> for, That's for crazy. Academy Awards. Yeah. That's great. So why? So I guess that, so that happens sometimes and does it happen often with, with, with shows? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd. I'd. I would. I would have to look. Yeah. Um. Look and see. And of course, uh, Peter Dinklage also nominated. I'm looking at the, the full cast here. He's been nominated just about every year for uh, best supporting actor for Game of Thrones, and I think he's won. I think he's won at least two. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know if he'll win one this year's. I. I hope that. 
Alfie Allen, the guy uh, who plays Theon Greyjoy, gets it because I went, I, I went this week. I went back and I rewatched The Long Night again, which is easily becoming my favorite episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and ah, man, I just got it. I don't know. I I love that episode. I just think it's great. I rewatched the the you know the scene where where Theon is where he dies and I just think it's great. I think he's I think he I think he did, you know, just in terms of like um the acting, you know, I think this season, this this most recent season people a lot of people had issues obviously with the story, but you would still I still saw people saying, you know, the music of this season isn't great. The cinematography this season is great. The um you know the acting this season is great. And it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um I I would be cool with him him winning. That that would that would be really awesome. He's he did a great job, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. And then Gwendolyn Christie, yeah, she. This was a great season for her, right? I feel like there was a lot of, um, she, yeah, a she, lot she of played it. a big role. I mean, a lot of diverse acting mm-hmm. went into this uh, this season. So yeah, that's cool. That is just uh, man. Is that almost another slap in the face for HBO? Just like hey, we're gonna nominate ourselves and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to look into that. My guess is that they they probably. It, it, my guess would be, obviously, they want to win, right? I mean, yeah. you, a, a, HBO or you know, CB, you know, CBS, NBC, all these people, obviously, they want to win. So they probably say, well, let's just submit our best, our best shot at, at, at winning. So okay. for them, they probably think, okay, well, obviously. What if we just submit, say, Peter Dinklage because he's won before, so he's our he's yeah. our best chance at, at winning. Well, I mean, if they would just maybe they didn't watch the actual season because he gives terrible advice <laughs> and he ends up in chains. Okay, so yeah. clearly he's his luck has run out. All right, I'm mm-hmm. uh, just kidding, but wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, is there? A, okay, so when is the, I don't know, when is that coming is, coming up? Is that uh, I don't really the Emmys. Yeah. I don't know. Some sometime. I, I don't, I don't really know. Pay attention. Oh, award seasons is, is a lot of people's favorite seasons. You know, you got the you got the Grammys, the Tonys, the, the Oscars. Looks like they say Sunday, September twenty second. Uh oh, September twenty second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, that'll be fun. I really just well, yeah, it pops up on TV, and I'm like, oh, that's happening. Or you text me and say this is happening. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll turn it on. And watch. I don't. I, I'm, you know, and I hope they win big, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I, remember, I remember that one year they weren't, so you, I guess your show has to air at a certain time to be eligible for a certain year is the, the way, the way it works. Okay. I don't really know enough about, about them. I just know that Game of Thrones has like the most. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're the best. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. still a great mm-hmm. TV show, despite what we think about this last season. The Like overall so many great seasons and so many great conversations that we had, um, you know, on Monday morning, uh, about this, uh, series. So yeah. And there are great moments in this last season. So, so lead actor in a drama series, uh, like say, let's say Kit Harrington, Mm -hmm. Kit Harrington's competition with this year would be, uh, Jason Baderman from Ozark, Sterling K Brown from this is us. Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, uh, Billy Porter from Pose, and Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, Milo. This yeah. This is Us. That's isn't that the guy who was in Heroes? Isn't yeah. This is Us. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't stuck. seen it, but I've heard it's really good. I, I'm not entirely sure what it what it's about, but uh, I've I heard d- it's like really sad. 
you well, let me say one thing. I don't know if you, anybody you know follows me on Twitter, Wampret underscore two M. Make sure you do. Um, you'll note that I watched the first two episodes. So episode one, I'm I'm hooked. Episode two, something happens at the very end. The grandparent. I'm gonna say this. The grandparents show up, and I literally threw a fit. I I start. I was like, okay, I'm done. Why watch anymore? That's wow. all I'm gonna say. Wow. So. Okay. But then people told me, no, 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 no. You don't know the whole story. You have to keep watching. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not happy with with how, uh, t- with with where we're at with the grandparents. And it was, I'll just say this, uh, Sir Matt, give it like two episodes, and I want to know what you think. So I will okay. send you my Hulu login. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, look at this. Supporting actress in a drama series. These are the candidates. Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, Julia Garner from Ozark, Liana Hetty from Game of Thrones, Fiona Shaw from Killing Eve, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, Macy Williams, Game of Thrones. Okay, I mean, wow, how many is, is six? So you got six people, and we've got four. So I'd say we're, our chances are pretty good. Yeah, that's of those of those four. Like, who wins? From from you know Game of Thrones. That's well, I haven't seen Ozark, nor have I seen Killing Eve. So yeah, I, I, I it's, it would be unfair at this time to say you know well they're they're better than those shows because I haven't seen them. But well, assuming that someone from Game of Thrones is is going to win, given the four um, this season, I think it'd be hard to put it on Cersei because she didn't really have a lot of screen time. I did see a lot of memes that said I think she was getting paid, you know, like a million dollars an episode and uh, she was just standing looking out a window drinking wine for most of the season. And everyone, yeah. people, women were uh, people were saying, like, this is our dream, uh, you know, drink wine, look out a window and get paid a million dollars like best job ever. Right. Um, so of those four, I'd probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd probably meet Macy Williams. Yeah. Yeah. This this season just because she I think I think of her character we saw we saw a lot more Arya. Um, You're darn right we yeah, we did. Well, okay. <laughs> That's we not what I meant. But I mean Sansa's role wasn't really it was great this season and obviously Sophie Turner's amazing. Yeah. But it it wasn't really anything that I thought was like spectacular, I mean spectacular. Give it um, this season. I think for Arya and Macy Williams, there was, I mean, there was a lot of dynamic to her character. We saw well, the, the, she of those of those characters. I think she had a lot more of, um, you know, she had a lot of different emotions she had to play. Her character had a much bigger arc. So, yeah. Well, I I say the same thing about uh, Gwendolyn Christie. They both were kind of in right. that spot, weren't they? They were learning having these like intimate interactions and they were um developing these relationships or what have you they're they're Mm. in really tense moments i mean here's the thing Arya stark kills the night king so i mean (laughs) major support role there friends um you know without her i don't think the show moves on so i think we stop right there uh at the long night but anyways just me yeah. Okay. So now I'm looking. I'm looking at some of these other ones to see. Um, I mean, there's a ton of random awards, like variety sketch series, variety specials, 
information series. No one cares about any of this crap. Okay, I mean, I'm sure somebody does, but not not us. Yeah, I know that they had writing for a drama series, and the so they were nominated for game the Iron Throne, which is the final episode. Oh, and well. people were people were joking about it on Twitter, saying, "Really? That's what got nominated for? Wow, yeah, for best best writing." Well, is that because it's the Duff or almost said the Duffer Brothers? Um, well, okay, Stranger Things definitely deserves definitely, yeah. Um, is that because it's D and D? Is that um, the thing? Is it because they didn't they write and direct that one? Isn't that the mm-hmm. yeah? So, so <laughs> and then the episode that got nominated for um, like production design was the Bells. Really? The okay. where, yeah, yeah. I would think that the Long Night. I know people. A lot of people didn't like it because it was really dark. To me, I mean, if you look at both of those in comparison, because they're both, I mean, huge, just spectacular spectacular episodes i i think i still would say i think the long night is a little more impressive in terms of like effects and and you know what they had to do than than um the bells just because the bells is mostly you know cgi and and visual effects of daenerys burning king's landing down yeah yeah absolutely huh yeah i'm with you on on that i i don't i don't really like the bells just didn't stand out to me well i guess I think that but right. She's the drag. I mean, she's torching everything. Yeah, she's just so, torching was, everything. Yeah, there's some irony in that. <laughs> the whole setup and the production, uh, and then right. it's all just yeah, blown away. Wow. Well, that, that's cool. I mean, that's really neat. I again, I don't. I'm not huge into who wins what awards. I'm always happy to hear read the news article the next day and like, oh, cool, we won or this or that. I'm not really. I don't really follow all of the the drama, but it is neat that we have that many people uh nominated you know for yeah supporting and lead and just the different you know writers and and uh production crew and stuff i don't know that's cool that that's really neat well that's one of the things too that like um i think it was Maisie or sophie turner had said uh, just that like it it really takes it's not just these actors and we've we've gotten ravens about that i mean there are so many people involved that we never Absolutely. mentioned you know and this is this is their chance to kind of uh, go out there and get their name mentioned and get some of that recognition they deserve because um, without the set, without all of those props, without attention to costume and stuff like that, then it just doesn't feel like it should. It's not as good. So, yeah, I mean, the guy who, you know, the guy who almost never gets any credit is how do you, I always forget how to pronounce his name, but it's like Raymond Jawad, Jawadi. The guy who okay. is the 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 who does all all of the music for oh, okay. for Game of Thrones. I mean, all of the music is is amazing. The Night King theme I listen to pretty regularly. Yeah, um, I yeah. think I think it's I think it's just perfect. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you who doesn't get enough credit uh, is is uh, George R. R. Martin. Okay, there we go. So, I don't know. <laughs> poor guy, he's been writing this for so long. I mean, man. Well, he's an executive producer, so okay, maybe he gets a little credit. All right. He gets a little credit, so yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, good luck at the good luck at the Emmys. Yeah. Um. I mean, Sir Matt and I are rooting for you. I'll be. I'll actually mm-hmm. probably watch it this this year. You know, just kind of yeah. See how it's we do. The, it's it's the final. It's the final one. Someone so, send me a message when it's happening. Can remind Sir Ezra that it's on and I need to be watching. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh. Um, 
Go we, ahead. We did have a couple special requests. Do we want to go over the special request today in today's yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. I just feel like I, I don't know that I have a whole lot on today's chapter, so I thought this might be a good time. We had we had like um, well for for one, let me give a, a shout out here to Sir James of House Nutter, who um, made one of these requests, but then also asked if he could kind of uh, help out with um, some some website design uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. So. That's on the down low. Can't really tell you much about that yet, but he is a professional and and does this for a living and things. So if people are interested in his services, we can get you the information and, and get you the hook up there. But uh, yeah, so we got some exciting stuff coming in 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 that uh, realm. We've talked about the Discord. We've talked about some of those updates and some of the stuff on Patreon that's going on. Lots of cool stuff. And in the midst of all of that, someone asked us like. Now that the show's over and we've got a lot more people listening uh, who are show watchers, who are now trying to pick up on the books, and this is a great time because we're in Game of Thrones right at the end. Uh, We even had someone, I had three people reach out and say, can we just pick up with the Clash of Kings and just go? I'm like, honestly, yeah, you can. There's really, you know, I mean, you can go back and listen to all the other episodes too if you want to and just get like a condensed uh, version of what happens and then yeah, just roll with the new book that we're about to go into here in, in a couple weeks. But people wanted to know how the show was, like, founded. How did we start the show? And I think people go to the feed and they look back and they, they wonder, how, how did this happen? How did Sir Matt and Sir Ezra uh, meet out on the battlefield? Or, or where did we meet in Westeros? Wow. I mean, like, originally, where did we meet? Like, way back in the day? we we I will say, we do have in our Facebook group a, a Q&A section posted, because we've had a lot of requests to do that, and we yeah. will be doing kind of a bonus uh, Q&A, just whatever you want to ask us uh, right. question. I, I, there's a lot about there, about how long, you know, just some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we do, and other stuff just about the show, and... and, and um, some of our favorite theories and stuff like that. So uh, mm-hmm. if you want to have your questions submitted uh, for that, just go hit that up on the on in the Facebook group. But this is a similar similar type question here. So yeah, where did we origins. meet? Where where do we meet originally? Is that is that what we're talking about? Well, I think I think well, it was kind of a fictional sort of like were we in the Riverlands or where did Sir Ezra? Oh, I got Sir you. Ra- you know. Oh, I got you. Um, but then also, how how did well, BTK come come to be? Really, is is the main question. Well, originally, I would say that Sir Ezra and I probably met in Dorne, because uh, oh. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Spanish class in seven, uh, you know, yeah. in, ni- in ninth grade. Ni- uh, so, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. uh, it's probably this is probably it's probably it's probably the Dornish marches. Yeah, um, yes. yeah. So wow. that's that's wow. where I that's that's where I that's where I'd go with that. Yeah, was that but, Mrs. Klein? Wasn't that Mrs. Klein? It wasn't uh, Mrs. Jones. It wasn't Mrs. Jones. It was. I yeah. think it was Miss. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. She was yeah. only there one year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Mrs. Klein. Yeah. Easiest class I ever took in my life. Can't speak yeah. a word of, yeah. of Spanish. Well, that's because wow. that's because we had the, that one guy sat in the middle of us and we just cheated off. I mean, uh... what? what? <laughs> Dude, we would never do that. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, he just you know, we we worked in groups a lot. We were you know. It was, yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of group efforts. There was a group where we were helping him, you know, with other things outside of the classroom. So, yeah. You know. So, um, uh, yeah. So, how did Ben the knee start? Well, uh, you know, Sir Ezra and I have worked on a lot of other projects before, and 
we wanted to do something where we could talk about like everything. Like we're like, ah, we'll talk about Game of Thrones, we'll talk about Stranger Things, we'll talk about this, we'll talk about that. And then nobody ever talked to us. Like we had we were doing good, like in terms of <clears throat> like how many people were listening. Sure. But we yeah. had z- we had zero fan interaction. Like I mean z- absolutely zero <laughs> fan interaction. And we're like, I guess we can just do an episode on whatever we want and people will listen. Because our numbers just kept growing and we're like Yeah. This isn't really fun because yeah, we want to talk to people. Yeah. We wanted to talk to people and we had no idea what to do. We're like, I don't know. I guess we could do this. I don't know. I guess. So we did like food reviews and we did, uh, it was like, okay. And so, yeah. but ultimately I would say the thing we talked about the most was game of Thrones. we said, all right, well let's just do it. Let's just, let's just do yeah. the full bore game of Thrones podcast. And so that's what we did. And we just said, all right, we're going to do the reread. We're going to talk to the show. We're going to do the whole thing. So, yeah. I mean, we were kind of almost like back in the, day like early days of us doing like youtube and stuff that's what we did we reacted mm-hmm. to the show we made some comments we set up late at night running through r plus l equals j we weren't quite sure about it but then we were sure and you know we were running down theories and stuff so we've been doing that for a long long time right and it just sort of but we tried other things i guess i don't know and then kind of said you know what bend the knee <clears throat> yeah and i mean all talking all the other stuff was a lot of fun i mean you and I are missing, you know, talking on a, in a podcast format about Stranger Things right now. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about Dragon Ball. We were talking movies. We were talking, I mean, uh, you know, we did like Wonder Woman reviews. We you know, when sports. that movie came out, you know, Marvel, yeah. yeah, sports, the the whole deal. But I mean, Game of Thrones, I would say, was still like ninety percent of what we yeah. what we were talking about. And then, I mean, um. Star Wars is something we do as well, which is why we've now just like, hey, we just fully yeah. started just a Star Wars podcast. Hyperspace there's, Hangout. There's a lot There's a lot more backstory on that we will not get into uh, here, but... Yeah, that's, uh, that's juicy material. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's some, that's some juicy material. We had a trial but, by combat, friends. Yeah. We won. We won. Yeah, a, okay. je- a, je- a Jedi trial by combat. Yeah. Uh, um, and But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how it started, really, was... I mean, it was it was a lot more epic than that because I remember uh, is when you and I were living together and I kind of walked in. And I was like, dude, because we we stopped. We completely stopped with Second Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're uh, we stopped it around January because we're just like, we don't know what you guys want us to talk about. So we said we had like a Facebook page and the whole and the whole deal. And we're just like, if you guys can um, like let us know what kind of direction you want the show to go and no one said anything even though clearly like hundreds to like you know a couple thousand people were listening oh i know we had yeah. zero fan interaction so we're just like all right well let's just do like the full book club and format in game of thrones fine and it, with it yeah people were fine with it and it changed immediately and then i mean that's really the best part of this show is the community yes and so I mean, if it if it if we were just talking and people were listening and we had zero interaction, we'd probably quit it too. I mean, it literally is what makes it worth it is the fan interaction, the Facebook group, the messages, the ravens, the commenting to each other on Twitter, because that's what makes it fun. That's what yep. makes all of this all of this fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, just recently uh, meeting uh, Sir Josh and and we've got Liam out there. 
Uh, Maglem is is working on maybe a doc for us. Lord Adam Parker, who we mm-hmm. met early on and have been talking with ever since. Absolutely. And, like I, I feel like Lady Jade. I mean, yeah, yeah. Everybody. The 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 Discord hangouts. The I mean, that's what makes it fun. Right. Right. Yeah. We're we're actually getting to know people, and we're like we're friends with with a lot of these people. I mean, Sir Dustin yeah. and and uh, Lady. Yeah, you said Lady Amanda, Lord Robert. I mean. The list goes on. It's just fantastic to be interacting with people and hearing mm-hmm. their thoughts and stuff. It's it's all it's just it's it's taken off too because, I mean, we've got our captain of the guards now doing polls and stuff. We talked about and we're yeah, it's just becoming. I don't know. I, I the the bigger the better, and it's also just really cool that new people come in. They kind of learn how they learn from everyone else who's been here, and we all kind of fall in line. And we so some people bring stuff that um, like James, you know, Sir James is bringing in. The idea of the website and wanting to make that better. Somebody wanted to Absolutely. make Discord a little better. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. It's, uh, it's definitely. Yeah, I would say it's 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 like it's a community first podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, one of these days, I want to go. We just missed. Gosh, I mean, whether we kickstarted or, or yeah, I want to do something where we gotta get Sir Matt and I to a convention of some kind. And have a big meetup, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, King's Moot, whatever, something. So yeah, I'd be down. Be cool, but just be cool because there's so many. I mean, it's the interaction there is great, but it would just it just goes that much further when we get to some of these cons. And that's sort of the goal of, of our Patreon is that it it pushes us to get more equipment, um, which which we've we're getting close to. We've got one or two more yeah. things we might need, um, mm-hmm. and then that are going to make the show that much better. And we don't get anything that we would not need or use in the show. Straight up. I mean, everything right. that... I wish I could take a picture of what I have right here. Um, we're even about to go to video. We're about to start taking video of mm-hmm. the show and doing like little teaser bits or little segments, little trailers, cutting it up and putting it on YouTube. So yeah, uh, there's just a lot going on. And it's... Yeah, I, re- I really want to at some point go through the cookbook. Uh, and do like all of the all of the recipes and stuff. We're we're getting we're getting close for a, a lot of that stuff. We have when a Clash of Kings hits, uh, it's what I'm referring to as season two of Bend the Knee. So just yeah. get ready because it's going to be bigger <laughs> and better. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So 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 the prep work is is being done now, and that's why these conversations um, on the side are happening. And if you're someone who has a talent or a skill, or you think you could help with an intro or an outro, or you think you could help with whatever it may be, reach out to us. We're if if we don't need it or we can use it in some way or we have it just to as a for special episodes or whatever like uh, if the, if you have a way in which you think you you can contribute that's another way to man the wall you don't always have to just go to Patreon or go wherever we could use services and skills and and all that good stuff mm-hmm. because it is a bigger community you know it really hit me when some um when we were going in uh, when Sir Ant went into the Discord and said I want this to be like a one stop spot for everyone in you know game of thrones westeros and it'll grow it'll just kind of continue to grow and people get used to using it in one capacity and then also coming to the facebook page and i'm like yeah i hope it does just keep kind of growing yeah and, and stuff because they, he completely transformed our discord server yeah i mean i mean well, night and day transformed it yeah now now one thing i want folks to remember is that like you have other other communities most of the ones that are that are fairly large are they're all just book they're they're literally mm. book only, and I or think or they or they or they're show only or um, they're show. Only. I yeah, because yeah. I would say so. There's the form of Ice and Fire, which is the A Song of Ice and Fire wiki, 
Uh, and that form, I gotta say, uh, when you and I talked with Order the Green Hand, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a little harsh. Like I've seen some of the some of some of the comments. Like the Reddit community community is pretty, and that's one thing I really like about Reddit is that it's not like YouTube where you start, you know, it's like you'll click on a video on YouTube and it'll, or, or Twitter is the same thing. And let's say it's a theory on like R plus L equals J. And it'll be like, yeah, like the first comment will be, Hey, I think this is a really good idea because of this and this, this. and then somebody will criticize one of the things, like, you know, one word that that guy said. And then the next thing is just like jerk, douche, ass, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it just turns into a, a big criticize fest. Reddit, um, Reddit isn't as bad because Reddit is very heavily moderated, especially both the Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Uh, even um, what's the other one? The Free Folk one is they say there are no rules, but there still kind of are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And right. and so anyway, so then you have those Reddit communities where there those are are pretty are, are are really good i really like i really like those but the wiki of ice and fire i have definitely not like harsh like hey you suck but it seems it seems like there's some bias there so i'm not a I, just from what i just from what i've seen oh, yeah. i haven't really i haven't dug into it enough to really say that but just at a glance that's kind of what i've seen well, I'll tell you right now, like the crazy part, and this is why we've always tried to create a community where you can send us any raven, um, and we used to call them, like, I mean, yeah, just any raven. didn't matter how, how crazy it was. It didn't, didn't really matter. If there's a way for us to make it work, we will. And if it doesn't work and there's glaring evidence against it, we're still going to take the spirit of the raven and try to make it work and try to figure out a way in which to honor, you know, or or get some significance from the Raven. Whereas like that community, um, the form of ice and fire, golly, uh, you got to have a lot of cojones to go in there and, and post because, and that's what we don't want. We don't want people to feel like they can't post some crazy theory on, on Facebook and stuff. We've got good captains in there who uh, are going to make sure that everyone is, is, um, you know, treating everybody yeah, fairly and stuff. To be fair, we've never had to, I mean, I think we've only, I think we've only ever removed two, I think about two posts and I know I've only, I think I've only ever had to kick out one. No, that's not true. I've kicked out two people of, from the group. One was just like some bot, you know, that, that, oh, yeah, that, bot, got, bot, that, yeah. that got in and it was posting like weird, like medical surgery, like photos and stuff. And I was <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah. This, yeah I that. And then another was a guy who was just blatantly being disrespectful. And, yeah. um, that's why I made that huge post in the, in in the Facebook group about like right. at the end of the day if I like I will just boot somebody out I will you know so yeah don't yeah, don't just, don't have to, but I mean that's I mean you're but, allowed to disagree with the people we have but great, absolutely I mean we have we have almost a thousand people in there and the fact that I've only ever had to do that twice is is, is 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 pretty good yeah 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 it's it's epic so we're really proud of the group that we've you know created and really not the group that we've created that you've created because people who the, some of the first members who came in we're just positive people and we're just good hearted people who um, just want to dish. They just want to talk. They want to talk about this kind of stuff and they're into it, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's nerdy high fantasy kind of stuff. So it's cool that we're, you know, I think we're all of the like, like of this like mind and this uh, spirit. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just fun. It, you, you're, yeah. You're, I mean, I mean, some people have are, fun we're here. Yeah. Some people are more casual than that. You know, some people is, Hey, I, re- I read the books. I watched the, I watched the, the show and some people are like, Oh, I have, 
you know, the Game of Thrones. I'll have like one or two, you know, the Game of Thrones Funko Pops or something like that. Or some people are like, I buy Game of Thrones socks. I buy Game of Thrones shirts. I have Game of Thrones tattoos. I mean, you know, some people are like, I cosplay, whatever. The It's yeah. open to everybody. Right, right. Exactly. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention, too. Just we had a gosh, it was a raven. It's been a while back, but someone and we, we go back to this because uh, Sir Matt and I often think about the structure of the show. Raven's Nest, we think about um, when we used to do Follow-Up Friday, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not worried about, especially with the prequel show coming out, I'm not worried about the pace of the reread mm-hmm. because I know that we will be here for the next, I mean, hopefully physically we'll still be on this earth, but uh, uh, R'hllor willing, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I feel like we're going to keep doing the the reread and then we'll have the show to kind of talk about and that'll always be the cornerstone of this is going to be the reread and then we kind of as the show comes out we stop we do big uh events like that or we do a rewatch or something oh yeah well i mean look if disney has shown us anything it's that you buy a franchise and then you milk it for every penny it's ever possibly worth right and i mean yeah don't kid yourselves (laughs) just because game of thrones game of thrones was way too successful for hbo to not be sitting there saying how do we you know that was fun okay what's what's next nah that's not how it's gonna work right right, that's 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 i mean Every if you are a successful franchise in any way, shape, or form, you will be milked to the last penny. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking like Nickelodeon bought Ninja Turtles, and I'm pretty sure they've had you know, there's been like over the <laughs> yeah over the, since the original series, there's like been like three other versions. Um, oh yeah, you know, I mean, the Fantastic Four has been rebooted like eight times. Uh, you know, I mean, we're yep. getting a Lord of the Rings TV series. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's just it's 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 how it works. Oh, Harry yeah. Harry oh, yeah. Harry Potter was supposed to be over after, uh, you know, the seven books and eight eight movies. But right. that, you know that that's gonna that's gonna continue. I would not be surprised if at some point in the future we didn't have a Harry Potter TV show. Um, uh, I, yeah, I yeah I I think that I I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I, time. I I oh I I think in the next ten years there will be there will definitely be whether it's. Uh, like a Netflix style show or or something like that. Um, I mean, yeah. any franchise that has been successful whatsoever will be milked to the last penny. So, yeah. So, so Game yeah. of Thrones is right there. Just, it's right there. Say. Yeah, <laughs> and we will be there uh, with it right. and and just en- enjoying yeah. ourselves and having a good time. So, um, the the great thing about a book is you can go back and reread it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm doing that right now with all of the Star Wars Legends books that I read over on Hyperspace Hangout and. I'm, I'm, I enjoy that, and then I'm, I'm rereading this series, and I'm rereading Lord of the Rings, and it's just great. You can always go back and revisit those and get kind of lost in those other worlds, and I think that's that's what's fun about it. So, mm. yeah, uh, if you're into that, then stick around. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, we'll come back. Yeah, with that, that Q&A should be a lot of fun. I'm in there kind of asking Sir Matt uh, several questions, and I hope he doesn't start asking me questions. Um, they can be about the books. It can be about, uh, BTK. It can be about, um, whatever you want, anything, anything. It can be embarrassing. We don't care if it's too embarrassing. We'll skirt around it. Um, best. I don't know. We'll probably, we'll probably just, we'll probably just go, we'll just go full bore. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, well, if you don't answer truthfully, there's going to be some shame in the streets and Mm -hmm. I will, I will record it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So anyways but yeah so look forward to that uh we'll i'll go and pin that um or make that an announcement in the facebook group so you can everybody can kind of check that out 
for the Q and A yeah. session. But all right, uh, everything. Uh, I think we're are we ready to kind of jump into mm-hmm. uh, yeah? Let's the Maester let's dive into kind of our Maester study here. Yeah. Uh, so this week, um, do you care if let me do the well, yeah. no, I guess I'll just kind of do the the summary of of this week's chapter because yeah, it's going to tie in, and, and then we'll and then we'll and then we'll get into the the bigger one later. So uh, this one. week we will be talking Tyrion Eight. Uh, Tyrion and his clansmen are assigned to the vanguard under the command of Sir Gregor Clegane. Returning to his tent, Tyrion is greeted by a whore named Shay, whom Bronn has uh, found for him. Before dawn, Tyrion is roused by the call to arms. In the ensuing battle on the Green Fork, Tyrion and his clansmen do well, and the enemy is routed. Afterward, Lord Tywin Lannister learns that Robb Stark has tricked him. So this week... Um, the chapter itself is 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 pretty straightforward. Uh, you can, uh, if you've seen the show, it goes almost the same, the same way. But yep. uh, but there's a, a, a character that is introduced in this chapter who, for a lot of intents and purposes, I don't think there's really a lot of theories out there. I think there were, but then we kind of know what happens to her um, with 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 Shay. That this this being about Shay, but. Um, you and I, Sir Ezra, both think there may be a little bit more to her beginnings. Yes. Than, yeah. Yeah, we do. I do. And um, so let me just, uh, in pulling up the wiki, pulling up some descriptions and some other notes that I have here on, on Shay, um, we know that she is, in this chapter, Tyrion kind of talks about, um, he knew that there were camp followers, and he wanted Bronn to go find um, him, you know, a woman that he right. could be with um, the night mm-hmm. before battle. So he does, and he finds a woman named Shay. She calls herself Shay, and we don't know much about her. One thing that I thought was interesting in the reread, I we were used to seeing um, Sybil, who portrays her on the uh, Game of Thrones show, uh, and she's much older. She's she's in the book. She's eighteen uh, years old. I'm close to eighteen mm-hmm. years old. And so she's born in around 280 AC or maybe 281 AC, and uh, she's more like five foot, so she's a little bit shorter, um, about five foot, I think, and around 18 mm-hmm. years old. She's slim, uh, very pretty. Um, she has large, dark uh, eyes, black hair. Uh, yeah, this kind of shy, innocent, you know, but mischievous smile, as <laughs> Tyrion describes her here off, off the gate. But... It's just interesting. Having done, uh, having read the series and watched the Game of Thrones show, who is Shay? I mean, is she really just some a, a camp follower, or did she just luck out in that Bronn picked her and she ends up with Tyrion? Is is there more to it? And she, if you if you go to the um, a, a wiki of Ice and Fire and you look at the some of the fan art that's been done of her. Uh, she looks very uh, Dornish and has those kind of descriptions, and she's also short and stuff. So um, just in the fact that she's she seems kind of Dornish. Now, I think she says later on, i uh, I got to pull this up so we can find this. Like I think she does talk about her family a little bit and maybe where she was across the narrow sea, and it's it almost all seems like a lie. It just seems like she's like nothing that she really tells us is is maybe true. Right. Um, and so that's something that, that George does a lot to us. He makes us question 
our uh, characters and whether they're telling us the truth or uh, the, the, that's why we're in this whole point of view and like a point of view from, you know, Bran, who is a child versus versus an adult, Lord Eddard Stark, they're different. You know, one has more knowledge and more experience in the world. And this is this, you know, um, shy yet coy kind of 18 uh, year old girl who left her father. I think it says because let's see her history. She ran according to the wiki. She ran away from her father. Uh, when her father attempted to turn her into his kitchen wench and, and his whore. But I think later on she speaks kind of highly of her parents. I could be wrong about that, but I thought somewhere she said that. So it's almost like you get sometimes some contradicting uh, information. And it made me think of Duran Martell when he says, um, he's talking about Sorella Sand, and it's his, the fourth uh, eldest uh, sand snake, uh, the bastard daughter of Oberyn Martell, and uh, they're looking for her. Uh, Arya Ar- Hota is is talking um, to Duran Martell, and, and he says, um, this is when they locked all the sand snakes up. And let's see, they don't really know much about Sorella Sand or where she's at, and they're looking for her. She's a grown woman. She's almost 20. Could she cause some mischief kind of thing? Um and Duran says, you know, unless she returns to Dorne, there's not I can do about Sorella, save pray that she shows more sense than her sisters. Leave her to her dot 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 game. And now a lot of people believe that, um, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, but um, Alaris, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's how you say it, Alaris, known as the Sphinx, is actually Sorella Sand, and that's the game that she's up to. And so, okay, that that could be. But I just wondered, you know, when I think about uh, Shay, and I, I just kind of, I mean, again, Sorella Sand is born in 280 AC, and it even says in the wiki, or 281 AC, we're not quite sure. <laughs> She's around about 18 years old, same age as Shay, um, you know, and she has that light brown skin, um, She's very, she has this insatiable curiosity, but it's also mentioned that she loves Old Town. So that's the connection to say that, well, she's probably over in Old Town pretending to be um, Alaris Sand, or uh, just Alaris. So I don't know, my friend. I, I had kind of wondered if there were more theories out there on Shay and who she is and, you know, some of her origins. And I just, I don't think there is. Right? Right. I mean, <clears throat> right. Well, you know, one of the things to think about with her is, you know, her her downfall is, you know, if you just watch the show, it's, oh, they, okay, they, he, Tyrion finds this woman and, I mean, is the point of her art, Tyrion finds this woman and, you know, they kind of have a relationship and then she ends up kind of betraying him. But there is the whole Taisha part of this where we know that Tywin hired uh, Taisha, who was Tyrion's first wife, right? Um yeah. And and so there's there's all that stuff. And then in the show, that's actually when that story is told uh-huh. um, in the books. It's when he's with Braun uh, before the, the clansmen yes. arrive. So is 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 Shay's is the point of Shay to create a character that just exists only to give Tyrion's arc, you know, to kind of push Tyrion's arc forward. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You could almost make the same argument for Dario Naharis, 
where his the whole purpose of him, at least in the show, uh, the books could be, end up being different. But in the show, Danny has to leave him, and it's almost like she has to leave this life behind so that she can go get what she wants, which is the Iron Throne. It's something that she has to give up in order to uh, continue forward on her journey. And it could be a similar a similar thing with Tyrion is that you know she exists really just to kind of, not to be. A, any anything special of a character but just as someone to help drive Tyrion's plot and his character development um but i think there's a little bit more there just because you know her she lies in 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 the courthouse and then she uh lies with Tywin Lannister uh-huh. and that's when that's when Tyrion when Tyrion finds her so it almost alludes to did Tywin hire her so that Tyrion would whore around so he could punish Tyrion. Um, yep. Did he, uh, is there something else, you know, you talked about how, and I think so as well. She does almost look Dornish. Is it possibly a Martell conspiracy to help hurt the Lannisters to divide them because they hate the Lannisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, yeah, they hate the Lannisters, and is she some sort of device that was used there? That that totally could work. Uh, the other thing, uh, which which you said there, Tywin. I mean, really, if he knows that Tyrion's weakness, um, you know, is 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 a woman and is being attached to um, someone, especially someone like like Shay, I, I could see him intercepting Bronn or knowing the patterns of his son and saying, "I know he's going to uh, be looking for a camp follower. Let me set something up." And let me put someone in there who I, uh, who I know, and I can always kind of call him out on or, or whatever, you know, because I think Tyrion's pretty careful. Especially, we'll find out in a, in a Clash of Kings about keeping her around, and still somehow it's known that he has her, and that he, uh, and it's something that that Tywin tells him to get rid of, but knows that he can't. So you could make that argument. The other thing I wanted to mention about Shay, people will say, well, guys, you know. She's dead. It's over, right? I mean, Shay, we know what happens to her. Um, is she? Is she? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, the other thing I think about when I think of, of Tyrion's arc and where he is, you know, over in Essos is that perhaps what if he came across her parents? What if he came across someone else who cared about her? Maybe she was of, like, higher or noble birth. And, again, the Lannisters screwed this up and... You know, maybe they lost their little girl, and and she was just out ha- playing her game or having fun or whatever, and they they learn of her death or something, and by the hand of of um you know Tyrion slash Tywin, and he's in trouble for that, or he has to face mm. them down in some some odd way. That would be another way to kind of continue this story and and the hurt and the pain that he feels towards her and the betrayal that he feels and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of wondered if other people had thoughts and theories on Shade. I just I hadn't been able to find a whole lot, and maybe people have given her more, more right. thought and really, you know, have well, done an in, you know, in-depth study. a character who I do think will show up in the books is Tysha. I do think Tyrion's wife will show up because we know that she's pop, she's you know probably over in Essos somewhere. Um, that's kind of the "Where do whores go?" line that he he talks about uh, later. Uh-huh. Um, you know that, and that's one of the reasons he kills. That's actually one of the reasons Tyrion kills Tywin is because he, you know, refers to her as a whore. Uh-huh. Uh, Tysha, not not 
you know not not Shay in the in the they they change it in the in the in the show. Um, so I and so that so Shay's arc could help add that plot piece later down the line if You're Tyrion right. does yeah. if Tyrion does run into Tysha while he is over in in Essos in the books. Yeah. Yep, that would be interesting because there's actually a lot mentioned. He thinks about her all the time. That's one of those things. You know how George, like we have Eddard thinking about the Tower of Joy, or we have people thinking about the tourney at Heron Hall. Um, it's it's sort of a, I don't know. It's it's an element that's in the story. Certain characters have these events that that predate. Uh, the start of A Song of Ice and Fire, and they think about them, they come in dreams. Taisha shows up in his dreams and in his thoughts all the time, a lot in A Storm of Swords, and even in A Dance of Dragons, where he's trying to figure out where to whores go, um, he's asking that question and, and trying still to find her. I think maybe you're right. Yeah, and you, um, when Shay is in Tywin's chamber before he he kills both of them it almost alludes to the idea of hold on a second why is she in there uh-huh. was it did tywin just do it to spite Tyrion? did he did they have some arrangement from the get-go or was she just you know right i mean right. you know what like what's her plan what's shay's plan after after Tyrion's um presumed you you presume he's about to be put to death Right. Sure. So. So, I mean, what what is her plan? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. She th- does. She thinks she can just stay with Tywin. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and for how long? I mean, it's I don't know. It, it just does not. There's got to be more. I feel like there's got to be more. But maybe there won't be. Maybe that's just that's sometimes what he does. It's real mundane. It's more straightforward than we think. It's just she's someone who who, you know, shows up and, and ends up uh mingling with these higher lords and stuff and is maybe working her way up and it's a tragic story she just doesn't doesn't work out for her so you know but okay well i say we uh jump into the chapter here uh sir ezra uh Tyrion eight um on a hill overlooking the king's road a long trestle table of rough uh hewn pine had been uh, erected beneath an elm tree and covered with a golden cloth there uh, beside his pavilion lord tywin took his evening meal with his chef's knights and lord's bannermans his great crimson and gold uh, standard waving overhead from a lofty pike Tyrion arrived late saddle store saddle sore and sour all too vividly aware of how amusing he must look as he waddled up the slope to his father the day's march had been long and tiring. He thought he might get uh, quite drunk tonight. It was twilight, and in the the air was alive with drifting fireflies. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the part where where uh, I mean he's coming in late, and you start to see this relationship between he and his father. He's just insulted in, by his father quite a bit, and and you know japes are made um, things that I don't know that. Part of me thinks sometimes Tywin would do this maybe to Jamie or Cersei, and but would he do it in private or would he do it in front of his other, you know, chief knights and, and lords bannermen? I don't know. I don't know that he would do that. He would mock uh, Jamie in front of others. I guess. Well, other, I don't know. I don't know. See, ja- Jamie maybe not. Yeah. Cersei, I think he probably would just because she's a woman, and I think he even still has that kind of 
mm-hmm. mindset. Um, I mean, again, you know, that's you're talking about a medieval time, so that was kind of the mindset then. But it just it seems like he is far more stern with Cersei than he is with Jamie. Jamie, he seems to be a little more forgiving, a little more open. Um, obviously, way more than Tyrion. But we do also see him tell Joffrey off, so in front of anybody, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I kind of wondered just just if this was because sometimes we think, oh, he's, he only treats Tyrion this way. Maybe, maybe he would have. Uh, I think he's a little more obviously uh, harsher to to Tyrion and stuff, and has way more uh, complaints and stuff. But we see him when he kind of chastises Jamie. It seems to be more private. And you're right. I mean, even Cersei sometimes on the uh, King's Council, the Small mm-hmm. Council, you know, uh, wasn't afraid to kind of call them all out for. Uh, being um, incompetent at times, in his opinion. So, right. But yeah, okay. So, anyways, it's it's uh, he's showing up late, and really, that's the big thing: is that will, <laughs> will you arrive late? Um, you know, to the battlefield. They they um, yeah. he, he kind of goads him into almost being a part of. We'll find out here in a little bit All where right. Tyrion's forces are going to be. Um, but perhaps I'd best charge you with bearing our dead Tyrion Lord Tywin said if you are as late to battle as you are to the table the fighting will be all done by the time you arrive so my question to you Sir Ezra mm-hmm. isn't that ironic I'll be <laughs> the fighting will be all done by the time you arrive yeah yeah it will yeah, right exactly I, I mean it's it's ironic and the well, we've had that uh, a couple instances of people arriving too late to battle, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about Tywin Walter being Fre- one of the yeah. Walter Frey and Tywin. Remember mm-hmm. that we were talking about uh, just Robert's Rebellion and and the late Lord Frey. So yeah, just coming in at the very end. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gosh, um, yeah. Uh- so. Yeah. Oh, so they basically just start. Um, they they start. They start. They're about to start making their plans for the for the battle. You know, does the the thought of facing the Stark boy on Manu Tyrion, your brother Jamie, would be eager uh, to come to grips with him. Uh, Tyrion, I'd sooner come to grips with that pig. Rob Stark is not half so tender, and he never smelled as good. Um, then he starts talking about uh, that that they his. Uh, his clansmen. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I almost called him wildlings, which they basically are. They, I think they do call them wildlings <laughs> later later on. Like somebody makes it, th- that's almost like a japer and insult that they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Lannister does here in a second. Yeah. He says, My savages will put your steel to excellent use, my lord, Tyrion replied. When he had told Lefton he needed arms and armor to equip the 300 men, Ulf had fetched down uh, out of the foothills. You would not have thought he'd asked the man to turn his virgin daughters over to their pleasure. Um, and then, you know, he says, uh, Lord Lefford says, I saw that great hairy one today, the one who insisted he must have two battle axes. Mm. And he says, yeah, so Shagger likes to kill with either hand. Um, and then they go on. <laughs> I think at one point he says, yeah, he, what he really wants is three axes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and one of the issues with these clansmen, right, is just that, uh, again, where uh, Tywin finds room to insult him when Tyrion talks about how they just, they don't get along with one another. We, when he's walking back to the camp, you find out um, this clan doesn't sit with this clan and they don't eat together and all this kind of stuff. It's like um, Tywin says something to the effect of like the, the fault would be with the commander, right? That it would be with um, uh, their, their, their liege, their, their, um, 
you know, the person in charge of them. That's Tyrion. Yeah. So he's kind of making a huge jab there. Yeah. And then yeah, so they um yeah, so they want to they want to put him on the vanguard. Uh, you know, the Tyr- just, you know, Tyr- Tyrion uh thinks it's kind of you know, either his lord father has a new respect for Tyrion or he's decided to get rid of him himself. Uh or for his uh and so I like here where he talks about Tyrion starts talking the it's really it's just comical where Tyrion's talking about how ferocious they are. Yeah. Uh, because it just sounds like a drunken story, you know, somebody's rambling on about. He's like last night a moon brother stabbed a stone crow over a sausage. So today we made camp, three stone crows seized the man and opened his throat for him. Perhaps they were hoping to get the sausage back. I couldn't say. Uh, Braun managed to keep Shaga from chopping off uh, the dead man's cock, which was fortunate, but even so, Ulf is demanding blood money, which Khan and Shaga refused to pay. And then there's that, yeah, when soldiers lack discipline uh, mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's I mean, he, it's, it's, a, it's always a battle of wits, a, a battle of words between... Mm-hmm. Tyrion and Tywin and uh, he's he's trying to he's always trying to I think Tyrion's making everything a joke and very comical about everything because you know I mean the, just the way he's treated the way he's you, you kind of own it that becomes his armor he just sort of laughs it off and 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 gives a gives as good as he gets I guess mm-hmm. um, if not better right most of the well time. I, and and I, I think Tyrion does that for a lot of reasons because one it's it's when you're when you're that sh- you know, be, being a dwarf obviously has all of its disadvantages in in this uh, time, you know, period and setting. And so Tyr- it's not like Tyrion can physically intimidate people. He can only intimidate people with his words. So he intimidates um, people earlier. And, you know, he intimidates people at the at the wall by saying, well, my queen's the sister. Wait till she hears about this when they're threatening Jon Snow. Yeah. Right. And so with someone like his father, who he doesn't really have any actual power over, the only thing he can do is turn it into a joke to almost make it seem like Tywin is the fool. I mean, that's really the only thing. He can, he can do is, mm-hmm. is make these japes and makes these jokes, but he has to do it in a way that's not just like, well, you suck, because uh, that obviously, you know, isn't going to work. So he's going to have to make it seem like the what Tywin thinks is is something is is stupid. Or, I mean, that's about yeah. the only way he can do it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird, too. There's there's moments where you almost wonder if if Tywin uh, wants to be proud of Tyrion in, in some way mm-hmm. because, you know, he, he does put him in the vanguard. Is that just to kill him or is that a chance to, you know, he, want, he wants a tougher, rougher, you know, a more serious Tyrion. Uh, I almost wonder if he would treat, like, I just don't know. Like, I think because of, the, we, we mentioned Taisha, like, I wonder if things would have been different. I mean, I know things were still rough for him growing up, but, like, it's like after you see your father play that type of, you know, uh, that type of trickery on you and stuff and try to make you into a man or make you realize the harshness of the world. He's just different. He doesn't take life for everything. He doesn't take things as serious as as, as Tywin. He's a very different. He's, he's a foil. They're very different from from, from one another. And uh, I don't know, because so, I wonder, why does he put him in the vanguard? What's, what's the whole point? What's the reason uh, in that? Is it just because... You have the storm crows, you have all the mountain men and mountain clans, and you just want to, you know, that's that's easy. We can just sort of we made all these promises to them, but let's put them in there, knowing that they're going to take the brunt of all of this. Because then later on, the insult is is that well, you know, what, if you can't control them, then maybe the vanguard is not the right place of honor or the place of, 
you know, for those men, and we should pro- they, they should turn into the rear guard, uh, and that becomes the big insult, right? That yeah. they'll discard the number one. They're showing up late, so you know, might as well. He's showing up late to to breakfast, so they might as well uh, just uh, guard the rear, uh, or uh, he can't rule his men, so he he can't lead. And uh, Tyrion says, um, I think he makes makes a joke about that you would need a sturdier, a bigger man, I guess, uh, or that he would want him to be a bigger man like his like his brother Jamie to to lead men. And he even says that's something he struggles with is that Jamie men do seem to want to please him and follow him into battle, and and that's that's his strength, that's his skill, um, but that's not Tyrion's, and he's yeah. never going to be like that, really. No. So. Uh, he said, do me, do me no kindness, Father. He said angrily. If you have no other command to offer me, I'll lead your van. In terms of talking about the vanguard, he says. I, uh, Tywin says, I've said nothing about command. You will serve under Sir Gregor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tyrion says, I find I'm not hungry after all. Yeah. <laughs> Pray, excuse me, my lords. Yeah, just insult after insult and and stuff. It's like if you're gonna put him there, um. You know, even if it's sort of a token kind of command, you know, you, you could have done that, but maybe it's just, I don't know, too much. But also, you're putting him next to the mountain. Like, that's just not mm-hmm. uh, going to be good in any way, shape, or form, I feel like. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, dusk had settled, turning all the banners uh, black. The Lannister camp uh, sprawled for miles between the river and the King's Road. And amongst the men and the horses and the trees, it was very easy to get lost, and Tyrion did. He passed a dozen great pavilions and a hundred cook fires. Uh, fireflies drifted among the tents like wandering stars. He caught the scent of garlic sausage, spiced and savory, so tempting it made his his empty stomach growl. And so he, he bypassed, the, he, he regrets this whole chapter, uh, bypassing that, that pork, mm-hmm. that savory pork that was there uh, with the with the bannerman. So, and he sees some giggling, you know, women run by and all this kind of stuff, and, and um, no one looked at him, no one spoke to him, no one paid any uh, paid him any mind. Uh, he was surrounded by uh, men sworn to House Lannister, a vast host, twenty thousand strong, and yet he was alone. I think that's pretty important too. Is that he can go? They don't seem to mind him. No one really does pay him any attention and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you look at the influence that he has later on on the kingdom. It's just it's it's radical. Now once th- they do notice him. Uh, once you hear his name and you understand who you're talking with, uh, then yeah, oh crap! I mean, we've we've got to pay our respects, and it's almost like an afterthought that comes, and you're like, oh crap, here we go. Um, yeah, yeah, and then uh, so then he he comes across the sto- uh, the you know, his clansmen. They tell him to come sit with us. He he sees that they have a fire and they're eating. Uh, and then again, right here, he says, you know, what what are you what are you guys eating? And they say uh, they say trout. And he's like trout. He thought he thought about the suckling pig. He's like, damn, my father. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the food, right? The food that just keeps cropping up in these uh, in this mm. story. It's great. Um, yeah, now this is where we get a character, and we were going to talk about him a little bit more uh, in our maester study, but I decided kind of uh, we'll get more on on him uh, later for sure. But Podrick Payne shows up, his squire, right? Yeah, yeah. And we get a little connection to Sir Ilan Payne, uh, them being distant uh, cousins, and, and that, that Pod is kind of silent. And he almost wonders again if if, uh, if Tywin gave him Podrick as sort of some, you know, jape or some punishment or, or what have mm-hmm. you, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's his squire. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so then he uh, Tyrion. So this is when Bronn brings. He see he finds he sees the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he says, uh, "I am I am Tyrion of House Lannister. Men call me the Imp." Uh, she says, "My mother my mother named me Shay. Men call me often." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Bronn laughed. And Tyrion had to smile into the tent. Shay, <clears throat> if you would be so kind, he lifted the flap and held it for her. Inside, he knelt to light a candle. Yeah. Yep. And so we get to this is where we first meet Shay, um, and we kind of talk. Uh, he's talking more to Bronn just about um, what he was like when he sent him out to kind of find someone who his preferences were that she was reasonably mm-hmm. young. Um, you know, fairly good looking and things like that. And I think he's kind of, uh, you know, w- hoping that here in, I mean, the camp followers, like, I don't know, I guess sometimes this is, he's wanting the best of the best. I don't know. I don't know. He had like certain things he was looking for and he sends Braun out to, to find a girl that, that kind of meets all of, all of that. I think he wanted a shorter girl. She's like five foot, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. wanted someone, he's a dwarf and, and, uh, so yeah. Um, but Shay is, I mean, you know, she is, she knows what she's doing. She's, she is a, she's a tease. I mean, she, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, she, she almost just seems too good. Right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, she seems. Yeah. Because she says, uh, you know, he's, she, he asks her for, uh, he says in good time, are you a maiden Shay? Uh, if it please you, my Lord, uh, what would please me would be the truth of you girls. She says, but that will cost you double. So even even yeah. then she's you know she's she's art she seems uh i mean hey you know she's she's playing the game uh i mean everyone is playing the game of thrones yeah yeah regardless everyone is is always trying to improve their situation you see bra i mean braun does it throughout the entire thing hey i'll ally myself with this guy and then that'll get me this and this and you yeah. know and these and these certain things so same same thing right um, yeah L- well later on braun cannot afford for uh Tyrion to you know perish i mean he's gotta he's gotta make sure that he survives this because that's his ticket that is who mm-hmm. he can the ladder that he'll use to kind of climb and, and, and ascend on upward yeah absolutely so so yeah so even right there i mean she's she's playing that that game as well so um they're kind of lying around uh talking a little bit um and then are they they start having a, a, a you know a conversation yeah, uh, like you. Uh, what kind of conversation are you talking about? <laughs> well, no, I mean they 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 start talking about um you know he says he could feel this oh I don't, okay uh what's that my lord she murmured again so nothing he told her a song I learned as a boy that's all go to sleep sweetling when her eyes were closed and breathing uh, he slid out from uh, behind her gently as not to disturb her sleep um you know then so they you know they. He talks about also what he wants from her too. He he talks about how I, I want you to be here every night when I get home and take care of all of my you know wishes and 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 all of that kind of stuff. So he already he it seems like he like with I mean does he do this with every girl he meets? It seems like Shay he immediately already kind of senses is going to be somebody kind of special. Yeah, well, you know, one thing he wanted too and what's interesting about this is the way she sticks around, the reason she sticks around is because of who she is and because of how she treats um, 
Tyrion and knowing what it is that he wants. And one of the things he says about um, uh, Jick is that when he would send him to go get these girls, he didn't always like inform them that he was a dwarf or that this is what I need right. you for or whatever. And so Bronn must have done his, his job, done a really good job. And this is what got what Tyrion needed because he also like after riding on, on like, uh, you know, he's, he's in war right now. And so riding on a horse, when he gets down and he's, he's, he's in his tent, he needs someone to like massage his legs. He's always talking about his legs cramping and, and, and the, just the muscle issues that he has and stuff. And, uh, and, and, and all of that. So that was another role that she was going to play was to sort of help him you know, ease some of his pains and stuff and help him uh, along the way. So it's, it's more yeah. than just sleeping in his bed at night. It's, it's, you know, pouring his wine and being there and being, being more than that. So, yeah. Um, and then he and Braun have a conversation about uh, how he, how he got Shay Right. And he says, uh, he says, I took her from a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the man was loath to give her up. But your name uh, seems to uh, change that that and my and my my Dirk at his, at his throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but see, again, I wonder, like we were talking about the the, the origin of that. And it's like, I want to know who that night is. Does it is it someone who comes up later and you wronged me that night? You took, you know, they hold a grudge or whatever. They realize how how good uh Shay was or it's just she's I don't know you know it's 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 too it's too good it, it did was that person in cahoots with with Tywin I'm always looking for a way to 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 find some um you know some theory or some some rabbit hole we can dance down but cuz we don't really learn that that character's name do we no not that I know not not that I, I know of yeah I, I didn't think so so some minor lord, it didn't really matter, right? But I mean, Tyrion's worried that this is somebody who's going to like hunt him down yeah, or because, be mad. Or he, yeah, I mean, I mean, right, yeah, I mean, right here he says he, he asked her he uh, he asked her about the man Bronn had taken her from. He's talking to Shay here, and she named the minor uh, retainer of an insignificant lordling. You need not fear his like, my lord. The girl says her fingers busy. Um, her fingers are just busy. Uh, he mm-hmm. is a small. He is a small man. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, and then and then she, this I, is where she right? this is where yeah this is where she calls Tyrion a giant, right, right. So, so that goes on for a little bit, and then the 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 action bit of this chapter kind of starts right is when they they go back to sleep, and unless you have anything else, I mean, um, they're they're awoken by this this these uh, trumpet calls that seem to almost be like hurry 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 as in wake up. It seems like some um, they're they're in their camp and something has happened to cause them to sound the alarm and it's actually Shay who wakes him up and uh Tyrion's well, got to get ready to go well you know uh, just one th- one thing here really quick so you know her calling Tyrion a giant so in let me pull it up here in a clash of kings chapter 67 Tyrion 15 when Tyrion's thinking about um Tysha uh you know she says uh to, to Tyrion um, I love you Tyrion I love your lips I love your voice and the words you say to me and how you treat me gentle I love your face so I mean Tyrion it seems like I'm wondering and just in the, as we were talking before about Shay and possibly you know was she just hired by Tywin from from the get-go as Tywin would kind of know Tyrion falls really easily for these these women who just tell him how great he is mm-hmm 
Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that is, 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 is something there too, that, you know, she talks about how, you know, you're my lion, you're my giant, all of this stuff that, that, um, yeah. Shay says to him. Yeah. She knows. Yeah. Plays the role. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, so let's, let's, let's move on here. So, uh, they're getting Tyrion all, all ready to go. He has a custom made, uh, armor set that's back in Castle Rock, but we don't have that here. Remember, mm-hmm. because he was captured at the, the end of the crossroads, taken to the Vale, you know, joined up with the Mountain Clans, and now here we're back uh, with his father and war has broke out. So he's got all these different... Um, he's got the best that he can from Lord uh, Lord Lefford, right? And mm-hmm. uh, they're helping him buckle up. Pod's there. Shay's helping with the buckles and the clasp. Um, and he says, it, you know, if I die, weep for me, Tyrion told the whore. Um, how will you know? You'll be dead. He says, I'll, <laughs> he says, I'll know. Uh, I believe you would. So it's like, you know, she doesn't need to actually say that. And it's almost like, yeah, I don't know. It's, he's, he wants it to be a love. He wants her to love him, to truly, he, he loves that. He, he loves the idea of that. And he wants to be in... He's seeking, I guess, that. It, we, had the, we had the whole bit where he was lonely, right? It mm-hmm. seemed like no one was around him, and he has Shay kind of filling that void, but it's it's a facade. It's not real. and he. It, that's, but that's what he longs for. That's what Taisha was. That's why he thinks so much about her. So, yeah. So, yeah. So he ends up getting uh, kind of armored here, um, and it's, he says, you know, uh, my lord... My lord looks a dwarf in mismatch armor. Tyrion answered sourly, but I thank you for your kindness, Podrick. Uh, should the battle go against us, see the lady safely home. He saluted her with his axe, wheeled on his horse about, and trotted off. His stomach was a hard knot, so tight it pained him um, because you know he didn't really he didn't really eat anything. But yeah, so the uh, the warhorn blast off in the distance. Uh, you know, I just I, I love how they 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 build like they they really build this battle up, and then you know it doesn't yeah. even end up doesn't even end up happening uh, for right. Tyrion at, at least. <laughs> you know, it's like right. the clansmen climbed onto their scrawny mountain horses, uh, shouting curses and rude jokes. Several appeared to be drunk. The rising sun was burning off in the drifting tendrils of the fog as Tyrion led them off. Uh, what grass the horses had left was heavy with dew, as if some passage god had scattered. Um, passing God had scattered a bag of diamonds over the earth. The mountain men fell in behind him, each clan um, arrayed behind its own leaders. Yeah, yeah, again, totally separate. They're each, you know, uh, behind their own leaders. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so his uncle, uh, Sir Kevin, and, and it, I mean, so cool. We get Sir Kevin here, and I kind of forget uh, about Kevin Lannister, um, but him being the number two. Uh, is he's he's there? He had raised the standards above the king's road, uh, quivers hanging from their belts. The foot archers arrayed themselves into three long lines. They're worried that um, th- that the young wolf has actually snuck down on them, right? I mean, he that he marched through through the night, and mm-hmm. is this is a, kind of a surprise attack. He, they were less than half a mile uh, away, and they thought they were, you know, when they when they camped here that it would be a full day, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and until they until they saw them, but they were like right on them. So this is this uh, surprise attack that they're kind of gearing up for. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they say, yeah, the Stark boy, the Stark boy stole a march on us. He crept down the King's Road in the night, and uh, now his host is less than a mile north of here. You know, the, the trumpets are sounding. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, see that the clansmen are ready to ride. Tyrion, um, you, you know, is, is, is saying there. Um, and then they're, you know, they're out and Tyrion, this is where Tyrion starts giving his speech to the clansmen. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty great. He says, you know, uh, Gregor says, any man runs, I'll cut him down myself. He was roaring when he caught sight of Tyrion. Imp, take the left, hold the river if you can. Uh, and then Tyrion gives his, his, his speech here. That river is ours. Whatever happens, keep close to the water. Never lose sight of it. Let no enemy come between us and the enemy. Uh, and then Shago with uh, axe in each hand starts chanting half man, half man, half, you know, <laughs> it's like so great. It's so, so ridiculous. Uh, uh, it is ridiculous. It's just, Hey, but Hey, Tyrion's great at giving speeches, you know? Yeah. He, I so, mean, he got him fired up, right? He got, yeah, he, and then he, know. he, I mean, hits his speech, which helps, you know, wins the battle of the battle of the Blackwater a little bit. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. So anyway, so, so they, they start going, you know, the war horn blows, um, the Lannister trumpets an- answered, um, you know, the horns die and wait, a hissing filled the air, a vast flight of arrows arched up from his right, the archer stood uh, flanking the road, the northerners broke into a run, shouting as they came, uh, you know, the trumpets blaring, Sir Gregor waves his huge sword and bellowed a command, a thousand voices screamed back at him, Tyrion put his spurs to his horse and added one more voice, um, and the van surged forward. The river, um, he wrote, the clansman, uh, you know, he was he was leading when they broke into a canter until Shallow gave a blood-curdling shriek and galloped past him, and Shaga uh, howled and followed. The clansman charged them, leaving Tyrion in their dust. So, yeah, so it immediately, it immediately does not go, uh, not go well, not go well for Tyrion, but. Right, yep. But hey, I mean he'll have, he'll have, he'll have Bronn. I mean, he gets, I mean, he, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, in the in the book though, Tyrion actually the Tyrion does get a, get to see a little bit more of the battle than he does in the show. In the show, it's like he walks outside and gets blasted in the face with a, you know, with with a hammer, and then he's knocked out and he wakes up and he's like, "What happened?" At least at least here he's actually he's actually kind of riding into battle at least. Yeah, I mean here it is right. So so Sir Gregor kind of waves his huge hand and bellowed a command. Uh, a thousand other voices screamed back at him. Yeah, I mean here. So they're so as you say, they're they're rushing down um, the river. Remember, you know, uh, hew to the river. So they're they're galloping in. This uh, crescent of enemy spearmen had formed ahead. A double hedgehog bristling with steel, uh, waiting behind uh, tall oaken shields marked with sunburnt with the sunburnt the sunburst of Karstark. Um, so he's he is right in the thick of he's he's in he's in the char he's he's in this this battle um let's see uh ooh the mountains uh so the mountain is is we're, we're following him a little bit Gregor Kulain was the first to reach them um landing a wedge of armored um leading a wedge of armored veterans uh, half the horses uh, half the horses shield at the last second breaking their charge before the row of spears. The others died sharp steel points, uh, ripping through their chest. Tyrion saw a dozen men go down. The mountain stallion reared, lashing out with iron-shod hooves as a barbed spearhead raked across his neck. 
Uh, Madden, the beast, lunged into the ranks. Spears thrust at him from every side, but the shield wall broke beneath his weight. The northern men stumbled away from the animal's death throes. Um, as his horse fell, snorting blood and biting with uh, his last red breath, the mountain rose untouched, laying about him um, with his two-handed greatsword. So you get to follow kind of um, the mountain a little bit and just see what an epic you know, boss he is. Uh, and then we'll switch back to kind of the the mountain men. Um, and Tyrion kind of making the commands. He, he shouted, uh, burned men, moon brothers, after me. Uh, but most of them were ahead of him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he glimpsed. Yeah. So there, I mean, this, he, he is right in it, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's way more in it th- than he is in the show. I mean, he's yeah. out here actually kind of giving commands and, and mm-hmm. getting in the experience. Well, and he's, and he, I mean, he's, he's actually, he's seeing the battle too. Um, you know, and at one point he starts getting, he's kind of starts getting chased, uh, you know, yeah. Um, as you said, most of them are ahead of me. You know, the, it says, uh, the hedgehog was crumbling. The northerners reeling back under the, the impact of the mounted assault. Tyrion saw Shaga catch a spearman full in the chest as the fool came at a run, saw his axe shear through mail and leather and muscle and lungs. The man was dead. Um, but by the enemy, by, the, um, Finally, the dead man slid off Shaga. Shaga smashed the two axes together and roared. But then the enemy was on him, and Tyrion's battle shrunk to the few feet of ground uh, around his horse. A man at arms thrust at his chest, and an axe lashed out, knocking the spear aside. The man danced back and forth for another try, but Tyrion spurred his horse and rode right over him. You know, Brown Bronn is surrounded by three foes. Um, it says a thrown spear came hurtling at Tyrion from the left and lodged in his shield with a woody chunk. Um, he wheeled and raced after the thrower, but the man raised his own shield over his head. Tyrion circles around him, raining axe blows down on the wood. So, I mean, Tyrion's fighting. He, fight. he, he knows what he's, he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's actually he's actually fighting in 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 this. Unlike the on the show, a burned man rode past, slumped against his horse. The spirit entered his belly and come out through the back uh, without. He was past any help, but when Tyrion saw one of the northern men run up and make a grab for his reins, he charged. Um, you know, yeah. Tyrion is Tyrion buries an axe in some guy's head, says, You die, he told him, and then he did. Um, you know, the <laughs> northerners are chanting for Eddard and 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 Winterfell. Um, at one point, he, uh, you know, the, he says he's he's. He's fighting a knight here. The knight came thundering down on him, swinging the spiked ball of a morning star around his head. The the war their war horses slammed together before Tyrion could do so much as open his mouth to shout for Bronn. His right elbow exploded with pain as the spikes punched through the thin metal around the joint. His axe was gone as fast as that. He clawed for his sword, but the morning star was circling again, coming at his face. A sickening crunch, and he was falling. He did not recall hitting the ground, but when he looked up, there was only sky above him. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion the Imp, uh, he, he, Tyrion the, the knight walks over. Tyr- Tyrion the Imp, he boomed down. You are mine. Do you yield, Lannister? Yes, he thought, but the words were caught in his throat. Um, he yells again. Do you yield? Yield or die? Um Tyrion lurches to his feet, driving his head into the horse's belly. The animal gave a hideous scream and reared. Um, mm. Yeah, and so then, uh, yes, uh, so then, the, you know, the guy again yield. Yes, a voice moaned thick with pain. Tyrion scraped the mud off his helm so he could see. Uh, the horse was falling away from him onto its rider. 
um, you know, Tyrion's yelling, I yield, I yield. Uh, Days, the dwarf uh, knelt and lifted the, uh, he's got a blade, pain hammered through his elbow when he moved his arm. The battle seemed to have moved beyond him, though. No one remained um, part of this. He's just a large number of corpses. Yeah. And then this is when Sir Kevin, uh, Kevin Lannister brings up support in, in, in here. So, yeah, it, I mean, yeah. So, so the, the, you know, the table turns right there on, mm-hmm. on that night. I mean, it's like he is able to kind of uh, scare his horse into mm-hmm. re- rearing and falling back and crushing his leg. And so now, you know, he's the one yielding, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's throwing his yep. sword down at Tyrion's feet and stuff. It's like, uh, so yeah, I mean, Tyrion never had to actually yield, even though the thought comes to his mind, there's something that keeps, you know, that, that at bay, he's not going to yield. This is, this is battle. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's wild. Although it makes you in that moment right there, you do wonder how are some of these, these, these other, um, the attackers or whoever, when you're in battle and you realize that you're, you're up against a, a Lord or someone who would be a good prisoner. Like, I think it's, if you can, if you can bring them back and say that you captured, you know, whoever it may be, Sir Jamie Lannister or, 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 or Tyrion or whatever. That's a big deal for, for mm-hmm. you to bring back to your side. So, Oh, it's a big bargaining he, chip. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and it's also like that this individual um, knight gets a lot from that if if you're able to take. And, and obviously you think you can take Tyrion. It's like, come on, I, I can. It's not like I'm fighting uh, Sir, Sir, Sir Jamie Lannister and I have to be a, my wits about me or whatever, even if he's injured or has a broken leg or whatever. Um, you know, you're 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 more likely just to be cautious and get a couple more men to kind of take him in. But this guy's going to take Tyrion in on his own if he can, and it just doesn't work for him. Right. So, um, yeah. And so let me see here what I have highlighted next. So then, um, you know, this is when he, he starts, he starts talking to Bronn a little bit because Bronn comes over. He says, you know, small use, uh, you turned out to be Tyrion tells Bronn. He says, it would seem you did well enough on your own. Uh, you've lost the spike off your helm, though. Uh, I haven't lost it. I just know where it is. I know just where it is. <laughs> he just asked him, have you seen my horse? Mm-hmm. He said, by the time they found it, the trumps had sounded again, and Tywin, uh, Lord Tywin's uh, reverse came sweeping up along the river. Tywin watched uh, his, fa- his father fly past, the crimson and gold banner of House Lannister rippling over his head as he thundered across the field. 500 knights surrounded him. Uh, sunlight flashing off the points of their lances. The remnants of the Stark line shattered like glass beneath the hammer of their charge. Yeah. Yep. So the reinforcements kind of show up there and, and this is where you start to realize this happened fairly quick. And, um, the, the, the clansmen have their losses. Um, they discover, you know, Timmet's there looting bodies of the slain and stuff. They've got their losses, but of the 300 clansmen who had uh, ridden to battle behind Tyrion Lannister, perhaps half had survived. So about, maybe 150. Um, so, you know, Gregor and his men, and then, you know, Tyrion here. Um, this is this is over pretty pretty quick, uh, which which should be some... I, they chalk it up to um, the young wolf being cautious and not being experienced and just thinking, oh, he was just testing our forces, or maybe he's he's overly cautious, and that's why we were, you know, able to, to win here. Um you know, at one point Tywin had called him a green boy, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. but uh, we find out that that is that's not the case. Um, so let's see what his father said to him here, though. So we'll, we'll first let's see. Lord Tywin was seated by the river, sipping wine from a jeweled cup. So when he when he finally comes uh, uh, and, and finds his, his his father here, um, a fine victory, Sir Kevin. 
said when he saw Tyrion, your wild men fought well. His father's eyes were on him, pale green flecked with gold. So cool they gave Tyrion a chill. Did that surprise you, father? He asked. Did it upset your plans? Uh, we were supposed to be butchered, were we not? So, again, always questioning whether or not he was to be killed in that attack. Um, yeah, and he, you know, Tywin, classic expressionless face. Um, I put the least disciplined men on the left. Yes, I anticipated that they would uh, break Rob Stark, that they that they would break. Rob Stark is a green boy, uh, more like to be brave than wise. Uh, I'd hoped that if he saw our left collapse, he might plunge into the gap eager for a rout. Uh, once he was fully committed, Sir Kevin's pikes uh, would, wield, would wheel and take him in the flank. So really, he has a strategy all along that um you know he's he's hoping that the battle commanders on the other side are going to exploit this weakness and mm -hmm. they'll try to outflank um the vanguard here but then you know set up in reserve was was uh, Kevin's men and they were going to come in uh, you know and, and hoping that they would be too eager and take advantage of that uh weakness and they were going to collapse in on them so yeah. it's it's a it's a great plan and it works um but it works extremely well because they didn't commit all their forces this is not a real yeah. This is not the real battle, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's only it's it's only a little bit. You know, they 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 say here they said, um, yeah, I'll read some of this this last this last little bit here. Um, you know, an urgent shout of Lord Tywin turned his father's head before he could reply. Tywin Lannister rose to his feet as Sir Adam Marbrand leapt down off his uh, course here. The horse was leathered and bleeding from the mouth. Sir Adam dropped to one knee. A rangy man with uh, dark copper hair fell to his shoulders, armored. Um, he says, uh, my liege, uh, we have taken some of their commanders, Lord Kerwin, Sir Willis, uh, Manderley, uh, Harrison Carstark, four phrase, Lord Hornwood is dead. I fear, uh, Roose Bolton has escaped us. Uh, first of all, those are some big names, big names. Yep. And they come big back and play later. Names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like those, yep. those are, uh, you got a Carstark, a Manderley, a Kerwin. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, right there, you know, in the, in the show, when we see that scene where they crown, uh, John, John Snow, King of the North. I mean, literally when Liana Morma is saying, you know, Lord Kerwin, your, you know, your father was butchered alive, you know, at the red wedding. Yep. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you know, Lord Manderley stands up and said, I lost my son fighting, for for rob stark the young mm -hmm. wolf yep. um but then he goes on to say that <laughs> uh you know yeah but now i fight for the white wolf the king in the north john snow anyway, right right, yeah, right sorry so yeah, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> epic, <laughs> epic movie, yeah. right um he says and the boy lord tywin uh, Sir Adam hesitated. The Stark boy was not with them, my lord. They say he crossed at the twins with the great part of his horse uh, riding hard for River Run. A green boy, Tywin remembered, much uh, like to be brave, much more like to be brave than wise. He would have laughed if it hadn't hurt so much. But I really like in you know in the show where I think I think it just it builds the suspense a little bit more, and where Tywin rides over to, you know to Tyrion, he, he asks about them and he says well where's rob stark he says you know with his army mm, yep yeah and that's that's that yeah, it does it does land a little bit more right mm -hmm. uh, the way in which it's presented yeah because because you know Tyrion is is remembering there a green boy uh this is what his father had said just moments ago a green boy more like to be brave than wise and it's like man he actually you know eat your words there i mean this is He's he's not with his main host 
uh, has ri- has ridden hard to to River Run, and they've actually caused you know Tywin to uh, amass here and and hold up uh, their forces here. It's given them the time to go over and and uh, you know face down Jamie Lannister and and, and relieve R- 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 River Run because no one was coming to their aid. That's what they were talking about uh, with with Walter Frey. Like why are you not there? I mean that's where you're needed. So right. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a it's a cool little um, chapter. You get the you get the battle action sequences, and you get you know George's ability to kind of write some of that. And so it was good to hear uh, just yes some of that action packed uh, stuff there. And it's cool. the 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 funny thing is that you can have comedy in that with with Tyrion, you know, and that uh, he looks up, he he's leading the charge, and the next thing you know, he's not leading it. Everyone has gone on past him. Mm-hmm. So. And he's behind, but yeah, it's cool. So we'll learn more about um, Tyrion. Will have more uh, battles, and and he'll have more. Um, I mean, he'll have he'll have battles of uh, intellect, and and actually, you know, the uh, Battle of the Blackwater Bay and and stuff like that. And we'll have more interaction with Shay and stuff. Um, those those men who were captured do become a big deal, um, mm-hmm. and they become a big deal in like the bargaining chips. Um, between some of those greater houses and and why they maybe will ally with the Lannisters later on. So it's mm-hmm. important to keep those Absol- those folks in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, friends. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll kind of uh, we, we mentioned uh, what's his name, Sir Adam Marbrand, a while back, and he's again a, that character. We're we're trying to point out some of these other characters who keep kind of popping up. Uh, little minor character, but keeps popping up, and is definitely a Lannister loy- loyalist. And so we see him here again, and we'll keep seeing him over and over and over again. So pay attention to those. Um, we're trying uh, to really point point some of those out as we go through the reread here, because there are just so many more characters, and it's just overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes to keep track of all the houses and who's, you know, what where your allegiances lie and all that kind of stuff, and and it's. It's a lot, but it's it's helpful in your speculation later on as to who may ally with who and and uh, w- what will happen. So, mm-hmm. okay, um, no cool connections. We kind of covered that in the Maester study, uh, so we'll get back to, to more of that. But we do have a Raven today uh, from Sir Chris, and uh, this is just a this this is great. I, I this is a just a nice way to kind of end today's episode. Um, he says, hey guys, what's up? Um, I wrote a couple Ravens in the past. My name is um, Chris from New Haven, so this is Sir Chris. I uh, just wanted to say uh, that, we're, that we are doing a great job, that you all are killing it in the podcast since I started listening about half a year ago, and I haven't gone a day without listening to an episode. Uh, the only reason why I haven't subscribed to Patreon is because he is a 18-year-old uh, and, 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 and broke. But remember, <laughs> friends. Hey. Yeah, hey, hey. Remember. Sending in a raven, and I think he took us up on this, is the other way that you can man the wall. Sending in ravens is, is fantastic. It just gives mm. us more content. I mean, fuel. Absolutely. Yeah. And so this is exactly, he took us up on that. And so we mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, he's like, uh, you, know, you guys do a dope job of uh, tying the books and the show together, making every listener feel like a part of uh, the Bend the Knee family, discussing important topics and explaining things to everyone. Uh, explaining things so that everyone understands. Uh, you guys approach every topic with open minds uh, and talk it out if you disagree. Your podcast lets me escape uh, some of the uh, shit going on around me and uh, and feel like I'm sitting with y'all recording, uh, talking about my favorite show. And you know what? That's actually, uh, Sir Chris. That's the thing, man. You know, like that's when I go to these books and I'm I'm sitting here talking with Sir Matt. Like, I mean, I had a real crappy end to my my school year there. 
And I was just like, you know what, screw screw that. I want to go just kind of hang out and, and think about uh, Sir Arthur Dane for a little while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir mm-hmm. Barristan Selmy and some of these guys. And, I, and it's, it's my, my favorite part in the morning is listening to other podcasts and, and, and driving to work. I have a quite a long, a pretty big commute. And I've said it before, but just looking off in the mist over in the fields and just wondering what it'd be like to be on my horse, you know, thunder, uh, riding through the forest and uh, just just making my way, you know, across across the countryside. So yeah, it's it is it's a great escape, and that's what we want it to be. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, his uh, his friends don't really watch the show, but uh, it's cool that he has our community kind of be you know passionate and geek out with and and, and share. So um, yeah. Anyways. Whew. Uh, his only complaint is that we don't upload enough episodes fast enough. So, uh, oh yeah. man, well. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, we, wow. We do the we best we gotta, can, man. <laughs> yeah, we do the best we can. Yeah, um, and actually, we will try to more and more. We've got uh, kind of special bonus episodes that we're we've been thinking about. Just as we do more Patreon content, sometimes even there, if it doesn't really fit there, we think it's really good, uh, and we want everyone to kind of listen. Then we'll, we toss mm. that, um, you know, on on the main feed. So, but yeah, he says, looking forward to continuing the reread, keep up uh, uh, what you guys are doing, and uh, keep going down those rabbit holes. I uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate each and every episode for real. You know, and, and Sir Chris, the thing is, and I, the reason I chose this Raven to talk about this week is because of the updates we were talking about at the top of the show, wanting to kind of make this, you know, a a great place where people can come and, and discuss and feel like you can talk about some crazy stuff, and people aren't going to you know, blow you out of the water for coming up with some crazy theory. It's sort of like, I don't, I don't know, like, what does that do? I, I often think that um, you have people who who believe themselves to be gatekeepers of a community mm-hmm. or a fandom and, and know more than, than, than other people. Uh, I actually do know quite a bit about Star Wars, and uh, but I love when people come in and give me different theories and thoughts, and it changes my, my perspective. And I think you ought to approach things as, as more of an educator and as a teacher. And if you're if you're one of our listeners and you do know quite about the books, I mean, even educating, you know, Sir Matt and I sometimes that's fair. Like, I mean, it's it's like it's such a vast, big series that I feel like we want people to be comfortable with that. And it's all about your tone and your approach. And it's the way you, it's, it's the way you tackle it. If you're here to have fun and you want to elevate the conversation and, and just, you know, um, look at it that way, then I think you're going to you're you're going to have a good time. You know, so that is um, the point here. And, and I'm glad that we have that going on. And, and our hope is to kind of continue that and uh, just keep, you know, just keep keep keeping on, man. So, uh, Sir Chris, thanks, man. We really, really appreciate the Raven. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's other ways totally also as well to help support the show that are not Patreon. Um, like giving us a review on iTunes is enormous. It is, yeah. an abs- it is an absolute enormous, enormous right. help. It is. Uh, review reviews on Facebook or the Facebook, um, the, yeah, like the like like the Facebook page, the Facebook group, or just like the, you can do like a recommendation. Those are huge, yeah. huge helps. Yeah, literally a like. I mean, if you can do nothing else, you can come like the Facebook page. It's huge. If you're not, if you don't do Facebook, but you listen to podcasts, then the review is huge. I mean, it, it, it really is. We, we say that, but I don't think we ever just stop and really tell you guys how big it is because it does mm-hmm. grow. Um, mm-hmm. It grows. Uh, we get pushed out there further and, it, you know, kind of uh, takes the, the bend the knee cast uh, to another level. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Especially the iTunes. iTunes reviews is like, it's like make or break really. Yeah. And for, and we're really fortunate to have a really good, um, like rating, uh, 
it went unfortunately our, our rating got dinged quite a bit during the show uh just because we had a lot of people who came on and just i mean if you go look at our itunes reviews i think it's kind of funny um it's like everybody's like oh man a lot of our book readers are like i mean we love yeah. you know love the podcast and all that stuff and that's great and i don't mind a negative review if it's for a legit reason but like during the <laughs> during the show we got so many <laughs> like trolls man the trolls came out hard dude uh, and they're just like, you guys are just do you, do you, enthusiasts. So then we read a, <laughs> we read a, uh, a raven of someone who is criticizing the show and somebody dinged us. And they're like, you guys are pandering to these, uh, like snowflake, uh, like listeners. And it's like, what, yeah. dude, what are you talking about, man? What are you like, talking about? Dude, <laughs> it's, cr- we have such a mixed, you know, that, that show, that season was, it was so crazy because we have so some mixed. of our. Some of our good friends who are in the group who really liked it, and then some who are in the group who are with us on Absolutely. who really don't like it, and they've sent us they've sent us messages saying like, "Dude, what do we do? You know, like just so you know, man, like, yeah. I kind of took a back seat. I didn't really want to. We talked about Lord Hunter like like the other week. He's one of our yeah. good friends, and like love talking to him, but it just kind of got you know burnt out or whatever. But there's a difference in those people who showed like one of the reviews is just like Game of Thrones sucks, and it was just exactly. Like, oh. Hey, thanks, man. Okay, great, great, <laughs> thanks, really, yeah. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you taking the time. And <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anyways, yeah. but we, we actually do get some good feedback. You know, so we do. Like like some of those reviews we've actually used. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we're not professional podcasters, by the way. That's the other thing that I think people sometimes like forget. Like we do. Uh, this is a craft. It is a, a, a an art that we are perfecting and, and trying to get better at we got some great feedback from um lord adam parker on our hyperspace podcast and Mm -hmm. it was good feedback and Mm -hmm. he he kind of encouraged uh, from a podcast listener's perspective what he thought would be good for that show because he cares and so i'm like sweet we're going to keep that in mind moving forward like that's what a review is for it's helpful for us and for listeners you know so it's it's got to be anyways it's just a big deal and so we want you guys to kind of think about that because we know we've got a lot of listeners who just listen, and they don't uh, engage on Facebook or Patreon or anywhere else. They literally just listen, and they they, they enjoy it uh, just fine there. Or maybe they don't; and they just keep listening. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, th- we had we had some we a lot of a lot of what I saw when the season the season came out and our kind of exploded a little bit was uh, you guys talk over each other a lot. That, I mean, that was easily yeah. our biggest criticism. So I've. I've made a concern, uh, you know, as as best ever as I can not to even even when we're talking and Cesar and I both do this. We'll yep. say thing, things like, like I just uh, did it right there. I just right, right there. there. Well, you'll be saying and you'll be like, yep. Uh-huh. 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 And so I went back and I listened. I was like, you know, what? I can totally see how that would be distracting to people. And so I was like, OK, I'll just not say anything. I'll just I'll, I'll keep that that out. Um, and then somebody gave us a review later and they said, Hey, you know, like clearly you guys have been reading some of these comments because I think it's really helped the the show. And then that one we had last week where the guy said, I really like the show. Um, you guys just get a, are a little repetitive. You guys seem to talk only about these handful of characters this many times. So he said, okay, all right, let's, we can, we can absolutely talk about some other characters. So, yeah, and we've kind of turned the maester study into some of that, um, either event uh, specific things or like a character uh, that we that comes up in the chapter that we want to kind of hone in on. And it's been good for me because look, looking at some of those minor characters that we hear about and seeing when I pull them up on the wiki, I'm like, how far does their story arc go and where, where do they go to? So uh, it's 
been helpful all all around. You know, the other thing too, like like some of the things that that annoy people in podcasting, just it, it depends on your preference. Because we listen to another podcast, uh, I do anyways, called Swish and Flick, and you, you you go listen to that, and I think a lot of our listeners would be like, this it's unlistenable, like it's very hard to listen to, uh, because they because they're four friends sitting in a room and it's just, it's, it's just absolute chaos, but people love it because it's, it's so funny and they are engaging and stuff and they have moments where it's, it's completely just a free for all, but then they switch it, they switch it into a more structured approach. So there's a lot of different styles out there and it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, uh, it's, it's tough to find the middle ground and, and things like that. I mean, the the other bit is that Sir Matt and I don't, have it's not scripted so if you go listen to history of westeros who i really enjoy by the way um just aziz and i just were talking on uh i got a chance to talk with him on patreon and then um added me on facebook and we're going to try to meet up at a um at at a convention soon everything about that podcast is scripted and the jokes and everything i mean he's he's great He's, he's he's a good writer he has a good writer um and it's it's fantastic but it's and I like it because I get some information from it. But I like to also go listen to talk shows and hear people. Because you can kind of hear, I think, Sir Matt, sometimes you and I um, developing a theory or chasing something down a rabbit hole on the fly. And you know how hard that is? I mean, it's like we're rapidly searching stuff up because I'm like, oh, crap, that's a great thought. And you're hearing the evolution of the conversation right away. So I also don't want to drop the whole back and forth conversation piece, too. So Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I think, you know, it's it's influenced by what is it that you listen to. I don't listen to a lot of things that are really scripted. I think like you, I listen to a lot of talk shows. So yeah. that is how I think I ultimately end up sounding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we're that's what we're, we're influenced. That's what we like. Uh, and, and sometimes it's it's we have a preference and your listeners may not have that that same preference. And so in that regard, sometimes people are just like, this show is not for me because I want I want something more scripted like Aziz and I want to go listen to that's easier for me to hear and, and listen through. And honestly, that's fine um, if that's just your preference. Now, trying to change Sir Matt and I, you, tweaking things is one thing, but this is who we are. I mean, like we're, we're just having fun r- running the book club and trying to create like a really cool, positive uh, community. And that's what we're going to keep doing. And honestly, what we're saying all of this um, we, we had talked before we started the podcast. I've been talking for a couple weeks, gearing up into a clash of of kings, and really wanting to make this like take what we've learned in season one and try to go bigger and better and fine tune some stuff and things that we started uh, in season one that people weren't as interested in. We've have dropped off. There are things that we're, we're we've switched Patreon up a little bit. We've switched a couple uh, our, our format up, and we've added uh, uh, segments and things. So you know. We're making all those final adjustments right before we get into the to this next book. So if you guys hear that and you're wondering what the heck's going on, uh, that's really what's happening with us. We're just we're we're prepping uh, to to move into that realm, and also we're learning more from the collaborations that we do and talking to other other podcasters and uh, kind of feeling out the Game of Thrones community a little bit. We're we're kind of newcomers. We were talking again. I think it was Order of the Greenhand about you know I've reached out to other uh, other podcasts and. It's been interesting. They are slow to kind of adopt you into the community. Uh, like it's it's just taking a little bit. We've had two really great interactions with with History of Westeros and Radio Radio Westeros. Been very friendly, very very nice mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. But yeah, it's just it's it's tough because a lot of them are TV and film uh, podcasts, and those are just 
kind of hard to those are some of those are big media groups who do kind of like binge mode and they're mm-hmm. just kind of you know moving between different uh, fandoms but anyways I don't know so we appreciate the feedback and and if even if you want to send us a raven you know uh, BTK cast just send us a raven and and that's that's good too it, it uh, if you don't want to put the review out there and you have something a little bit more like spelled out like formatting changes or stuff whatever it may be I think Sam the hammer back in the day gave us some good feedback and mm-hmm. and uh, that we've used in the show so don't be afraid to do that we, we may we may not take everybody's advice but uh, we're not guys who are who are closed off to hearing what people have to think you know hearing the, their your thoughts and and suggestions so just know that mm-hmm. absolutely so all right well sir Ezra I think it's time to sign off uh, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 63, Catelyn 10. Yep. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember, winter is coming.